This is a Pele Media Podcast. Ghostbusters Minute. No, your ears do not deceive yourself. We have returned from the afterlife uh, for a long hiatus here to talk about the recent, uh, very recent ongoings in the Ghostbusters universe. I'm Kyle. I'm Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I know. Brady's usually here, but... He is. You got stuck with me today. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stuck, and, and, and no, no, nobody stuck with anything or asked you to come on because you and I had talked uh, last year after the teaser dropped for Ghostbusters 2020 at that point about doing something about this show, and we were like, yeah, let's wait until we get a little bit more information on it. And we got some casting news. We got a little news about what the story could possibly be from Jason Reitman, and then it seemed like we were waiting for something, and today was the time to hit because the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife dropped today. Uh, we're going to get to our initial reactions in a few minutes, but uh, for the audience members out there who might not know you, might not remember your uh, appearance on our Monster Squad uh, review episode back in, geez, 2016, I think it was. 2016, yeah. yeah. Uh, let everybody know who you are. Yeah, well, I'm Jamie. I'm the youngest Crane brother. Um, I have, I think, tried multiple times to start podcasts that y'all have said, oh yeah, this show's going to start and it never came to fruition. So <laughs> well, to, to, have, to your credit, you did have a show that lasted for a while until I we did, had some technical I did. problems. I hosted, yeah. um, and I forgot the name of it. Uh, it's called Undrafted. <laughs> Undrafted, yeah. yeah. We hosted a sports show for a little while it's and then show. had some technical issues and then um, some stuff with the other uh, hosts of the show. Yeah. And so we decided to take a break and then a break turned into never picking it up again. And it happens. I thought for a little while I would pick it back up. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I had our second child in September. Congratulations. And, you know, if you, any of you have kids, you know it's a 24-7 job. So yeah. I'm finally, we finally hired a nanny to come help us out. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can finally settle down and do something. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I was excited to hear about this. Yeah. Um, after the 2016 film came out, which... I've seen it a few times, and mm-hmm. I showed my daughter the original Ghostbusters movie when she was three, which was a huge mistake, <laughs> and she had nightmares about mermaid ghosts and stuff, um, but I eventually showed this one to her about a year ago, and yeah. she liked it because it was not as, quote, scary as True. the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, going back and watching it, I find it to be a fun film, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it was, uh, unfortunately, the victim of... Uh, silly troll jobs yep. over the internet, which it resulted in it not doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I did not want to see anything continue with that. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of story there. And, uh, I know a long time ago, I once read something about, um, Dan Aykroyd and I think it was, uh, Harold Ramis had this idea of, I think it was hell under New York. Mm-hmm. There was some sort of story there that he wanted to do. And I know, Dan Aykroyd has been trying to get something off the ground yeah. for a while. Um, so when I heard about this, my initial reaction was, uh, oh, it's, you know, this is going to be terrible. They're just continuing to go the same route. And then when I saw Jason Reitman was on it and Ivan Reitman was producing, mm-hmm. I thought, wait a minute, this might be something. Yeah. I read about the guys who were writing it. Then when I started seeing the casting, I was like, well, they're not casting huge name people, mm-hmm. which they're casting really good actors yes, that yeah. nobody's really quite heard of. But uh, And then 
Paul Rudd's name shows up. Yes. And I immediately yeah. am like, if Paul Rudd's in it, it's going to be good. Yeah. And then you start seeing pictures from the set. And I'm like, okay, this looks really interesting. Yeah. But you still didn't quite hear whether or not the original cast was going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Which I know the fan wants them to come back. Yeah. But also, as somebody like you and I getting older and, uh, you know, our film knowledge, we also know that sometimes you have to let the past stay in the past. And you have to continue on with taking great things that once were and finding a way to make them grow. Yes, yeah. And in doing so... When I watch the trailer, I see the potential for this to be a new series of films totally. with a younger cast. Mm-hmm. So um, I was not expecting this to hit today until you messaged me yesterday. Yeah, I was like, I, I had thought this was going to come out maybe in 2021. That's what I thought. And then I see the trailer and I'm like, well, I haven't heard anything about this for months. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the trailer's out. Yeah. So I'm very excited about it. I was yeah. very impressed. Uh, I thought it was good that they didn't show the original cast, although yes. I know I've read the cast uh, listing online. It does have Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, Dan Aykroyd, right. Ernie Hudson, um, and I'm losing the Annie Potts. Annie Potts, yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know what uh, level they're coming back in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I think if it's enough to have them come in as almost like a, a big... Uh, what do they call it? an information dump in a film yes, on yeah. what's Info going dump. on, mm-hmm. what the history was, Yeah, I think would be great. Yeah. And it would be cool to see them pick up the proton packs at the end to help. But I think it would be better if they kind of said, hey, you know, we're older now. Let's, if ghosts are coming back, we need to have somebody ready. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Passing the torch to passing the next the generation. Torch. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and, you know, and I know you want to get into the trailer itself. Oh, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm glad you said all that stuff because we kind of get all of our feelings out there up top, yeah. which I think the initial reaction has been overwhelmingly positive yes, to yes. this, uh, especially, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kick you there, yeah. uh, I'm getting excited about this trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we Especially, you know, last year when we first heard, I think it was last January, mm-hmm. uh, when we initially heard that they were working on a new film that Jason Reitman was going to be the head of the whole thing. And then it's like the next day we had that teaser and I have to say, if I have one negative thing to say about all this, is that Ghost Corps really has to get their social media presence kind yeah. of a little bit more in yeah, line. Yeah. Because the trailer, I think, initially dropped through, like, it was, like, Variety or, like, Entertainment Tonight or something like that. And, you know, they do have these uh, kind of things signed, like, okay, well, you know, uh, we, we signed with a media partner that's going to drop the trailer and stuff like that. But at first, people's initial reaction to that teaser last year was it was some sort of really well-done fan-made teaser. Yes. And it was, it, it really hit the right chord. It... I mean, literally, because it just starts off with like this like shot of the barn and then the camera, pan, you know, moves in and all and of a sudden the music, the yeah, music yeah. was the thing that sold me. And I was like, I am ready for this. The he, the wounds, if there were any, there really weren't any from 2016 have healed and I'm ready to go back into the Ghostbusters universe for another movie. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you talked about your feelings for what the movie is going to be up top, because uh, like I said, I think everybody's feelings are overwhelmingly positive about this so far. And uh, we do need to talk a little bit about kind of the, 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 the pedigree of people involved in this project, because I think that's one of the things, like you said, with Paul Rudd being involved, that's really selling a lot of people on it. So, um, yeah, let's get into kind of the, the cast of the movie and the crew so far. So like we said, we have Jason Reitman, 
you know, the son of the director of the previous film, Ivan Reitman, being involved. Uh, J- Jason's movies have been, you know, um, they're funny, they're comedies, but they're mostly dramas. So to see that he's involved with some sort of like action film, like, you know, or a, a film like Ghostbusters, a comedic action horror type thing, it feels a little bit out of his realm. But then watching this trailer, you're like, no, 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 he's completely in his own lane with this because it looks yes. like it's going to be coming from a dramatic aspect. So yeah. like drama, comedy, horror, action. I think he's, he's the right guy to handle this. But uh, as we know, he's done, uh, you know, Juno, Up in the Air, Young Adult, and Tully. Have you seen any of those films? I have, yes, yeah. all three of them. Yeah, and, and they're, they're really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, great pedigree there. Uh, Gil Keenan is the co-writer on the film, and he wrote Monster House and City of Ember. Excuse me, directed those movies. You've okay. seen those, right? Yeah, I, I enjoyed Monster House. I watched yeah. it with my daughter Caroline um, this really past Halloween, movie. and mm-hmm. she really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's one that I watch about every Halloween, too. It's, and it's got a little ghost, Ghostbuster thing going on yeah. in it, on its own. So um, the cinematographer for the film is Eric Stilberg, who has worked with Reitman on other films. Uh, and I have to say, the trailer looks fantastic. Uh, it really looks like, you know, Ghostbusters, you don't think of it as a movie that, you know, really nailed the cinematography, although it's a fine looking film. But this one really, there's a, definitely an artistic eye. You've got those beautiful shots of like the kids sitting outside of like the, the mine entrance, you know, with yes. like the sun in the background yeah. and everything, uh, which look pretty great. So uh, visual art department on this, which is really clutch to Ghostbusters as a franchise. Um, I, 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 there's too many people involved, but they've been pretty much everything that's major. It's come out the last couple of years they've been involved in, like all the Avengers movies and stuff like that. So again, high pedigree of people you know, going on here. So um, let's talk about the cast a little bit. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, who of course was in Stranger Things and It. What, what you haven't seen that? Stranger Things. I, and I, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm giving you a hard time about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Finn Wolfhard... Uh, for, for Stranger Things, there was a lot of, and I know I shared an article with you, Variety did a really good article, mm-hmm. um, which we can share on the Facebook page, uh, link to, of talking about how there was a lot of similarities to Stranger Things. Yeah. And Stranger Things draws a lot from Ghostbusters mm-hmm. in the 80s in the show. Uh, and to see Finn Wolfhard in it, I think, was a great casting choice because he's kind of a, yeah, I, I don't want to say he's getting typecast into those sci fi. Sure horror roles Mm -hmm. but he's good he's really perfect for it and he did a great job in it Mm -hmm. too um i mean if you're making a big commercial film you want to go with somebody who's known to be uh, successful in his roles people will see him and go oh yeah stranger things i'll go see that movie yeah yeah so definitely uh so we also we also have uh, mckenna grace who's been in a ton of stuff even though she's very young but probably chief among them being uh the haunting of hill house you might recognize her from Yeah. yeah the haunting of hill house i uh, brother Brady had been telling me how <laughs> yeah. great it was, uh-huh. and last March I had the flu and I was in ICU. Yeah. <laughs> and two nights in a row, I or no one night I stayed up all uh-huh. night watching that whole show. Oh my god! Uh-huh. And I tweeted him at like or texted him at six a.m. and I was like, that wasn't scary. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she, yeah, she did a really good job, and I know she wasn't a major character. In it, yeah. Uh, but she did a really good job, and and uh, looking at the trailer and the. the uh, you know stuff she's been handed in this in the film. It looks like she's almost like the central character of the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, hinting at the fact that they're the grandchildren of Egon Spangler. Yeah, she yeah. has that look. She does. Look a lot she like looks Harold even Ramsey. more Egon, I think, than Finn Wolfhard yeah, does. He, in it. Yeah, yeah, she really does. Yeah, which uh, and I guess we'll we'll get into a minute, kind of what we glean from the trailer story and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But definitely the Egon thing is like it's they're not even trying to make it. You yeah, know, it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty much on the surface there. Um, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Carrie Coon, who plays the mother of McKenna and Finn, and she um, is from Fargo and The Leftovers. A lot of TV credits to her, fine actress. Uh, a lot of people might know her as the voice of Proxima Midnight from. 
from Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, but uh, I don't know, maybe you didn't pick that up from the trailer. Um, of course, we have Paul Rudd, who we all know from a very famous Super Nintendo commercial <laughs> back in the 1990s. So um, let's let's focus on this one here for a second, because you know for a long time there had been rumors about a Ghostbusters three coming along, and I think at one point uh, Dan Aykroyd even said that like Seth Rogen was writing it or something like that. I remember hearing Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, yes, uh, Paul Rudd, um, maybe Fred Armisen. There was a group of I think you're right, some yeah. SNL guys and. Rudd, which would have been, I think would have been great, would have been yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Paul Rudd uh, really um, is, I think, like 52 years old. Yeah. He doesn't look a day over 25. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he, I mean, he's been around for a really long time. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, you pretty much put him in anything, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And he did a phenomenal job as Ant-Man. Yes. Um, in the Ant-Man film. So he's used to the big budget kind of like... Used to it, yeah. yeah. And... Um, uh, Really, you know, guy who did a lot of comedic roles, mm-hmm. and then I felt like Ant Man was the first time he stepped into more of a serious role, yeah. but still did some comedy. Yeah. And seeing him transition into almost almost becoming a uh, a big name Hollywood star. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. Um, and he can carry a franchise. He can. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's shown that with Ant Man, and mm-hmm. um, so I I was really excited to see him in this. Yeah. Um, I felt like you know they maybe needed a name uh, it, before they brought in the original cast to kind of have in there. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Paul Rudd was a great name to have. You yeah, know? it's it really the perfect casting for this yes. movie because he does kind of have a contemporary sense of humor about him. Uh, he's he's evolved with comedy over yeah. the years. Not to say the other guys haven't. No, no, but no. But Ghostbusters is a film, and I think when we were talking about Ghostbusters on an episode of Ghostbusters Minute with um, Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez from Dueling Genre Podcast, Nick brought up a point that Ghostbusters is still funny. You watch it yeah. and the jokes still work partially because of that dry sense of wit the film has. And if anybody has like a modern dry sense of wit, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's kind of a good bridge between the comedic style for the well, two films. I, yes, and saying how it's still uh, is funny to today. Yes. When I was reading that Variety article and it talked about uh, a part in the trailer involving the scene uh, uh, with the library. Yeah, and they're talking about the book stacking. One of the funniest lines to me in 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 all of comedy is when Ray immediately says, "Listen." You smell something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then there's a shot, I don't know if people don't know this, but there's a shot of Bill Murray kind of looks at him and he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that no, the movie is still funny. My daughter didn't think it was funny. It just terrified her. Oh, but, she'll, she'll, she'll get it. But yeah, I was like, no, you're going to have to watch this again at yeah. some point. Yeah. So. You, you'll grow with it over the years. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a movie that has really stayed uh, relevant comedically and I think Paul Rudd's a great guy to kind of continue that on. So, uh, we've also got in the film Celeste Celeste O'Connor, uh, who was in Wet- Wetlands and her Irreplaceable You. We see her there at the beginning. She's kind of talking to Finn Wolfhard about, you know, why are you here? Like, what's going on? And I believe that there has been, um, well, I, I, let's talk about the next kid real quick. Uh, Logan Kim, who this is his first time ever in a film. He's the really young guy who's in the science class talking okay. to Paul Rudd with um, McKenna Grace's character. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the four of them are going to be the ghost-busting crew. And I think it's yeah. fantastic because we have four kids and a diverse uh, cast amongst the four of them there, yeah. which I remember when Ghostbusters 2016 came out, uh, a lot of people were talking about, okay, we have the full female Ghostbusters cast. And, of course, yeah. they cast four of the greatest comedic uh, f- female names right now yeah, you know, yeah. in that film. Um, 
Um, but then I, I heard a lot of people saying like, oh, well, you know, are we, can we have one with just a minority squad in it or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and yeah. this is the perfect, I think, combination of those yeah. two things. You have young kids, a diverse cast of them, and uh, it looks like we're going to get them all in in the movie, yeah. you know, as opposed to like when yeah. Winston comes in 45 minutes into the movie. So maybe we'll have all four yeah. of them together the full time. So, And that was something too, um, uh, you know, the original film, uh, a lot of the marketing didn't include Winston in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I do remember that uh, when Bill Murray had talked about coming back to doing their film. He was very adamant that uh, Ernie Hudson yes. had a major, a bigger role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I was glad to see that. And, and I didn't really catch that before them being kind of the younger crew. Yeah. But um, no, I think, I think involving uh, people, uh, more again, POC, d- d- people of color and diversity, people of yeah. diversity, mm-hmm. I think is really great because uh, I think, you know, seeing that more in film now, yeah. I think yeah. it really just opens up doors yeah. For what kind of movies can be made yeah. you know, down the road. Well, and you see a film like Ghostbusters, it's a mainstream thing with kind of a diverse audience that are into it. It's kind of like, let's see that reflected in the in the cast as well. But uh, yeah, um, uh, great, great that they're doing that here. And yeah. uh, everybody looks pretty cool in it. So that's, uh, does it have anything else? Da, 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 da. Let's see, a returning cast from the original films like we talked about. We don't know what yeah. their involvement is going to be just yet, but we know they're coming back. So Yeah, and, and uh, again, it, 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 uh, it'll be interesting uh, mm-hmm. to see... Um, you know, I was thinking earlier, and, and we'll get to talking about the trailer, yeah. but uh, there were a lot of questions that I had uh, about the film and the trailer and mm-hmm. what role the original cast will play in it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, exciting to see, you know, the, the 2016 film had some of them in it for yeah. many purposes. Bill Murray's character dies in it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> You know, and it was funny to see that. It yeah. was really funny. And to, to be able to throw back that nostalgia, I think, uh, what do they call that, fan service? Sure, um, yeah. I yeah. think would be great. But mm-hmm. like I was saying, I think that this is, a, this is a film, a franchise that you can, I think, finally hand over and pass it on for a younger generation to grow yeah. up with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that and and that that's our thoughts on the cast. Where we think it's a really good starting point here. We'll see how everybody does, but I mean, there's a lot to be excited about about this movie. And one thing to be super excited about is that you know the fact the trailer just dropped. Uh, we talked a little bit about your thoughts off the top here. Let's talk about the trailer itself. What can you kind of what what are your expectations? What are you getting from the story so far that we're told here in the trailer? So, um, when I first watched it, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I was sitting in a movie theater and the trailer came on. I wouldn't know it was a Ghostbuster movie yeah. until you hear those three piano notes from Elmer Bernstein's score. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and at first, it starts out, they did a good job of almost hiding it. Like, mm-hmm. it starts out as, oh, it's a another horror ghost story movie of a family moving to this farm, and there's a secret. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of interesting things I did notice, and, and I was saying I had some questions. And so I'll start with... Um, the part in the trailer where McKenna Grace is moving the puzzle on the floor. Yeah. My first question was, if this is Egon's house, mm-hmm. why does he have... Uh, the trap was in there. Yeah. Why did he make it difficult to find? Mm-hmm. My second question is, what's in the trap? Yes. Is yeah. it, it looks Gozer? Like there's something in there. Yeah. yeah. Is it Gozer? Did yeah. he take Gozer and hide it? Uh-huh. Um, and of course, when she finds the farm or and f- goes down and finds all the stuff, mm-hmm. what was Egon doing? Was yeah. he saving all this? Did he know something was going to happen in the yes. future and he needed to be able to protect it? Did he bring it all to the town? Then as we progress through the trailer, we find the mining company, which is Sh- uh, Shandor Mining. Yes, yeah. Evo Shandor. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you're like, well, okay, maybe this was the town that they, uh, the cult, 
was in originated from. Yeah, Cult of Gozer. And then yeah. in the first film, there's that information dump when they're in jail, and Egon's explaining, um, you know, he was a doctor, did a lot of unnecessary surgeries, mm-hmm. and they built the building that Dana lives in. Well, was this where they mined all the equipment to build the building? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's. It, it, you know, and the average fan wouldn't pick it up. And I didn't even notice the thing about the Shandor mining until I, you sent me the email with the uh, things to look out for. Yeah. So that was really uh, interesting. So there are a lot of questions I, I'm interested in. Like, I, I want to know, what was Egon hiding? Yeah. And did the rest of the Ghostbusters know about it? Where are the rest of the Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool, the scene where they're in the classroom and Paul Rudd is saying, hey, you know, do you know who these guys are do you well yeah. do you know what this is when she brings the trap to him yeah why and don't they know about why don't what it they is? know yeah. this yeah. you know and was it covered up mm-hmm. was there a cover-up as to what happened mm-hmm. um and then of course she explains well that's my grandfather and and then finn wolfhard finding the car and then you yeah. have the the great quote from bill murray call it fate call it luck <laughs> call it karma uh-huh. um and uh, and then the scene where they drive the, the car out on the street and they're chasing uh, chasing something. I didn't catch what they were chasing at first. It's just there for just, just a, a second. second. I yeah. thought it was Slimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we sit, we're talking about that article in Variety, where if you actually go back, and I know you said somebody had taken a screenshot of yeah. it, that it looks like some type of ghost with, uh, I think I read that it had like six limbs or something. Yeah, yeah. There's also a shot earlier in the trailer of, it uh, looked like some sort of uh, facility of some type where the ghost was eating something mm-hmm. you can kind of see it hanging up on the wall yeah so um so over, no go ahead it, it could be a feeder ghost like yeah was. like yeah. that mm-hmm. um so I'm, in my mind i'm immediate like i wonder do they accidentally let whatever was in that trap yeah. out was it gozer uh was it evo shandor mm-hmm. is he trying to restart all this again right yeah um is the town the cult trying to resurrect Evo Shandor and Egon came there to stop them. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of interesting questions. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like Reitman is really, um, if if we, and I think you're right, I think we're getting into some territory. We don't know what's going on in the plot. Mm-hmm. There's been a few little hints here and there that there's some sort of backstory or history going on here of some things that have leaked from the set I won't get into, but uh, I think that is really great material for him to draw from if he's trying to build out the mythology mm-hmm. of the world there. Uh, there, Like we were saying that you said earlier, it could have been a selenium mine, which there are a few places in the United States where they do rare earth selenium mining. I think it's mostly in Appalachia. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we know where Somerville is. I, I heard somebody say Oklahoma. Yeah, but, we were discussing yeah. if whether or not they explain Egon's background right. in Correct. the other films. Like, where was he from? Yeah. Now, yeah. I know, and this is off topic, but I know Ray mentions he's from... A farming town. There, there, he there is a soul house. Yeah, he took out a second mortgage on the house since his insane rate yeah. on it. <laughs> and uh, but but I don't I don't because that's what I thought when I saw the initial. Uh, who would keep all this stuff? And Ray yeah. to me is the guy. Ray was the guy that yeah. always felt like he was the one that kept believing in all this. Right. And you know, going back to the first film, Bill Murray's character was kind of like, yeah, I guess, I guess, and then he finally sees it. Yeah. He's like, wait, this is the real deal. Uh, so yeah, that, my, that was my first thought was, oh, okay, Ray Stance has this yes. farmhouse. The Stance family farm. farmhouse. Stance family farm. Yeah. Did he keep all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, I, I felt like you had to use Egon with Harold Ramis, unfortunately Correct. passing away. Yeah. Um, which would have been a great story mm-hmm. to go with. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so a real emotional, a hook real emotional there, hook there, which is yeah. kind of what Reitman does yeah, in his yeah. stuff. And I, I'm like you. I think like okay, if if Egon moved to uh, let's say South Carolina, because I know there's a Somerville, South Carolina, but and that's it through Appalachia, so maybe it's there where they have the selenium mining. Maybe he's there because he tracked Evo Shandor's mining company, and he is almost like the Batman of the story now. You know, mm. he set up this underground lair to kind of like keep the wolves at bay. And in case anything happened, you know, this was his plan. But like you're saying, why was the trap hidden? Why is this an underground, like, kind of... Uh... The, sorry, I don't mean... No, 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 go ahead. There's also the shot where the earthquake is occurring, mm-hmm. and they're running towards the table in the background, the symmetrical book stacking. Correct, yeah. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, like, why so, is the book stacked that way? Right, right. Is there an underground cross-rip happening like yes. the one in 1984? Yeah. Which, uh, and what I was getting to there, if he's hiding the trap underground, was he scared of someone? Was he fearful that maybe the cult of the Gozerian Society had found him or was tracking him down? Yeah. Was there a reason for him to kind of keep his uh, identity hidden or anything like that? Um, also... When Paul Rudd is talking to the characters in in class, and he has he has, his character has a name, but I forgot it. It's like something silly. Against Gruber, these, Minister Gruber, Gruberman. Gruberman. Yeah. Okay, that's, summer school teacher, I believe. Yeah, yeah. great name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gruberman's talking to them, and they don't know anything about uh, the cross group of 1984. Is it because is it one of these things where it's become almost like? Uh, a truther type thing like there was an incident that happened in new york and people say there were ghosts but you know only certain people believe yeah. it it's become like kind of like oh you believe that stuff yeah sure the earth is flat too um which it's not by the way uh, <laughs> yeah um and also maybe the family it became a secret maybe he told his daughter uh oh this this didn't actually happen don't believe in ghosts or anything like that to protect her to protect these kids yeah. we we, we kind of get to a bigger theme of this which is uh, something that kind of happened in game of thrones which you know we're both fans yeah. of um second generation stories you know in game of thrones you have the kids of what happened dealing with the after effects of it so is this one where the children were trying to uh, they were trying to keep the kids safe by telling them things were a lie don't worry about it or whatever a lot of really fertile, ripe storytelling can take place here, and I'm super excited about what they could do with this stuff. Yeah. So I think we're both in the same league with kind of, there's some really intriguing stuff in this mm. in this trailer, um, which is crazy because we had a lot of really good trailers come out recently. Wonder Woman came yeah. out yesterday, uh, the new James Bond movie, mm. Die, Dog, Die, or whatever it's called, I don't know. Um, and uh, I think recently, was another Marvel, oh, Black Widow came Black out Widow. as well. Yeah, so yeah. we're kind of getting the, the 2020 drops of trailers yeah. right now because we're heading out to the end of the year. And uh, next week, as we're sitting here, the Rise of Skywalker comes out. Mm-hmm. Got to oh, get yeah. those trailers wow. out to attach to that. And that, that's another thing I want to say real quick. I got a lot of really strong Force Awakens vibes from this mm-hmm. trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like, you know, the second generation coming along, trying to reignite the fire of the first generation. You know, like maybe, maybe we'll have some. W- would, would you be happy if this was a trilogy that kind of like uh, did the same thing that the new Star Wars trilogies tried to do? I think so. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. And... Uh, speaking of the Star Wars, you know, I, I, I've given the Star Wars trilogy a bad rap, mm-hmm. and I was talking to my wife about this the other night um, after our, our family trip to Disney and uh, going through. Oh yeah, uh, we went a couple weeks edge. ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, you know, I want to go see it, but I really need to sit down and watch Force Awakens and Last Jedi again. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely did not like Last Jedi when it came out. I agree. Yeah. But I feel like I need to go give it another chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this movie. Like, I, I want to avoid any reviews or anything. I just want to go into it. Yeah. Try not to be critical of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it would be interesting to 
see this branch into a trilogy yeah. of films, uh, all sorts of stories you can go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even uh, reconnecting in a way back to New York. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because that's because none of this so far we've seen takes place in New York. Yeah, it's a small exactly, town, which is interesting because yeah. the, both the first and second film took there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the hell under New York thing that uh, mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd had created would be interesting. So I think it would be, it would be really cool, uh, to see what they do with this. Yeah. I, I looked a lot of fun and I want to show it to Caroline. Cause I was like, I, I should take her to see this in the summer and, and give her another shot at Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, this seems like, and this might be a better entry point for a younger person to get involved. Well, yeah. That's it. what I yeah. was thinking, like watching it. I was like, okay, it has a young, uh, female character mm-hmm. my daughter might identify with that you know my yeah. daughter's very into monsters and ghosts yeah. and things yeah. like uh-huh. that but she also <laughs> loves cool princesses kid. and yeah. <laughs> uh she's really into video games right now yeah so and she's not going to hear this but her big christmas present is a nintendo switch and Ooh, so i'm jealous I know she's jacked about yeah. it so i'm not over the price but yeah <laughs> so uh, oh but as soon as you sit down and play mario yeah, kart 8 you'll oh, be we're, fine we're taking her playroom and turning it into her own little media room oh my god and i was like yeah this is cool and then the other night i was like um Kristen, my wife, I was like, you think I could put my PlayStation in there? Because, you know, when she's at school, I work uh-huh. from home. I could, you know, slip off in there and yeah. play some, you know, PlayStation. So It's your da- daddy-daughter gaming yeah, room. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for my son to get old enough to start playing video games, too. But <laughs> but you think this is something that's going to grab her interest? And, I, I hope so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, she's interested in that kind of stuff. Sure. And so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, over the next few months, I can tell her about the film and... Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes out, say, hey, let's go see it, you and me. You know, this is this is something she and I can do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's the same thing with Star Wars. I did that with her. I was mm-hmm. like, I- I'm going to show her the Star Wars films. And she's kind of seen them, yeah. kind of knows the story. But I think she's getting to that point where I can finally sit down and say, hey, let's really watch the films. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, tell me what you think about them. Absorb um, the mythology. Yeah, and, and all that. Yeah. And she's she does a lot of, you know, accents and acting at the house. And <laughs> part of me wants to get her into acting, but then part of me is like, no, I, I don't want to be that parent, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh-huh. living vicariously through her. Like, you know, I could have been an actor. So. I imagine she'll get into it at a, at a time that's right for her. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Whenever it's right for her. Um, but, but this film, uh, the, the, a lot of kids in it. Uh, you know, they've got the older demographic, I think, who's going to yep. come back for Star Wars. So it seems to be that they're pushing the little kids hard in this one mm. so that I think they can get the next generation along yep. to liking it, which yep. is, it seems like this is, it seems like after 2016, they might have pulled back. And I'm glad they did this. I'm glad they didn't give everything up whenever that movie came in under under predictions. And they said, okay, how can we change this? What can we do? What's our plan going forward? And saying like, well, you know, Jason knows how to do you know jason reitman knows how to do uh drama knows how to do actual like stories and get your heartstrings and we're going to have a young cast in it to get the younger audiences to come along and look at it so uh i'm glad they didn't give up i'm glad they took another crack at it because so many times you see in in hollywood it's like oh it didn't work and you know there's some producer trying to save their skin and they're like oh it was the director's fault it was paul feig's fault by the way have you seen anything paul feig has done since ghostbusters 2016 i have not um he has a film and i i I, let me let me pull the name up for it while I'm looking for this. Real I like quick. Paul Feig too. I, yeah, Bridesmaids is one of the funniest movies of the last twenty years. Oh, absolutely. And, he definitely uh, has comedic chops, and he's a good actor. He mm-hmm. is. His role in Heavyweights is one of my favorite. Yeah, he is. Uh, that's kind of was that where he got his start, or? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure he got it somewhere else. Um, that's that's the first thing I can remember. That's seeing the first thing I remember him yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, so he did a movie called A Simple Favor. 
which okay, yeah, yeah. With Anna I see Kendrick, trailers for that all the time. <laughs> here's the thing, I, my I saw it got like a 98 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and I told my wife like we should watch this. I don't know what it's about. Let's just watch it. Go in blind. Absolutely loved the movie. The okay. guy's a great director, great comedic voice, and everything. Spies awesome. Like I said, you know, uh, Bridesmaids is great. Um, and from what I understand, he and um, the writer of the film really didn't want to make it a comedy. They wanted the 2016 Ghostbusters to be a horror because they're like, why should we go back and rehash this? So I feel he and and, and Katie Dippel, the, the writer, get way too much crap for that. It was a yeah. studio decision. Well, That's that's a situation where the studio stepped in and yeah. shat all over the film. Yeah, and yeah. So Columbia instead of blaming so- them, go blame the studio. Exactly. You know? It was Sony's fault. It was, yeah. you know, Sony, I mean, long history there of them making some very bad decisions. Spider- and you can read it in leaked mm-hmm. emails that are yeah. all over the place. So yeah, the Spider-Man thing, yeah, which it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why? Anyway, um, but they, I think they might have a hit on their hands here. They've got a hit mm. on their hands with Venom and other stuff that's coming out. So, you know, um, I'm glad that they didn't just ax Ghost Core. They pulled back and they said, what do we need to do going forward? And I remember for a while they were hearing about other projects like an animated film and stuff and that all seems to have fallen by the wayside. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see how it works out for them. So, um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much everything I've got. Do you have any, any kind of final thoughts or anything you want to hope for with this movie? I just uh, I I I hope it um, I hope it doesn't get torn apart by trolls. Yes, yeah, and mm-hmm. fanboys. Yeah, and because um, that happened to the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I I but I think looking at the trailer, I think it uh, it has the serious tone to it. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Rudd will offer uh, the comedic role, um, but it didn't seem like it was going to be. I don't want to say forced comedy. Yeah. But just like, oh, that's Paul Rudd. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll laugh yeah. when he's on screen. Um, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really interested, though, like we were saying, I, I'm really interested, like, you know, why did he, ha- what's in that trap? Yeah. Why was it yeah. under that floor? Like, I really want to know who's in there. There's yeah. a ghost in there, obviously. Uh-huh. And, um, and then what role the original cast is going to have. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was thinking in my head, I was trying to create the film mm-hmm. for myself and I was like, I wonder, will Bill Murray return to do it for Egon? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, are they going to find Dan Aykroyd's character and be like, Hey, this is going on and he shows up mm-hmm. and then he has to call the rest. Yeah. What role would Sigourney Weaver play in it all? Yeah. Is she still with Bill Murray's character in the film? Right, right, right. Um, what happened in those 30 yeah, years? You yeah, know? No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. and... You know, uh, uh, Janine in this first film, it seemed like was the love interest of Egon, but in the Very second film, point. is the love interest of Louis Tully. Yes. And we know Rick Moranis, who, um, and I, I want to jump to something else real quick, but Rick Moranis is kind of coming out of retirement. Yeah. He had yeah. a comedy special. And um, I, I, I'm hopefully getting a podcast finally going. Yeah. Yeah. And the first episode I'm doing, um, I'm doing it on the history behind things that I find interesting. Your, your interest. And yeah. one thing I have always been interested in and always found funny is SCTV. Oh yes. Yeah. And of course, Rick Moranis was one of the original cast members. Mm-hmm. And, um, also Harold Ramis was one of the, uh, guys writers for it. They have the Harold Ramis film school, which was created in 2016 yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'm interested in, and I, I don't think he's going to show up for it, obviously. Yeah. But um, what happened? Is she with uh, Louis Tully? Did she? Is yeah. she the mom to the mother of the two kids? Like, 
you know, there's a lot of interesting things. Which, so. you know, and I think McKenna Grace does kind of look like her there in some of the shots. She looks does, more yes. like Janine than yep. she does Egon. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe Egon and Janine had a kid between Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters yeah. 2. I, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's plausible. Yeah. At this moment, anything's plausible. I have full faith in, in Jason Reitman for being able to connect yep. those dots and make the screen. And there are work. not a lot of times where I watch a trailer and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I want to know what yeah. that's about. Yeah. This was the first time I really can think that I was like, hey, that that's cool. I kind of want to know what what that leads to totally you know, so. yeah 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 c- c- coming out of this super positive i think we're both really excited yeah. about what the future holds uh you want to do another one after the movie comes out and yeah, talk absolutely. about it yeah. Absolutely. yeah yeah and if maybe if we get another trailer or some more news or something like that we yeah. can do another one of these because uh it's but uh but in the meantime we're going to keep folks uh abreast of your current situation you're yeah, working on absolutely. some podcasts you're you're yeah. planning on them coming out like next year right yeah hopefully i i would like to that's my goal for 2020 was mm-hmm. to finally get it going and launch it the first monday yeah 2020 so episode one i've already recorded it um i might go back and add some more things to it um but i cover sctv and Mm -hmm. talk about the cast and um you know i was looking the other day i recorded the episode and was reading all about it and looking at the cast and i was just like you know eugene levy Catherine o'hara john candy martin short everybody yeah um, and there are other names. I'm, 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 it was the mad TV Dave of Thomas, its day. You know, it, the only film that grew out of SCTV was Strange Brew. That's true, yeah. Uh, and then Harold <laughs> Ramis was a part of it. Uh-huh. Who, uh, thing about Harold Ramis that I don't think a lot of young people realize is he wrote Caddyshack and Animal House. Mm, yeah, He yeah. wrote Ghostbusters. Yes. He has directed some of the funniest movies. Analyze this and yes, analyze that. Yeah. Two of the funniest movies. Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. Yeah. So, um, you know, he was a part of it. And then, of course, uh, I go delve in a little bit to the history of the original Second City in Chicago, which has had just countless comedic names. Bill Murray, everybody's yeah. going through there. Um, and touch a little bit on that. And then um, other things that interest me um, with all of the impeachment stuff going on. Yeah. I actually sat down this morning and did a whole read up and notes on Andrew Johnson. Oh, wow. And, you know, I'm, okay. I want to go through why yeah. he was impeached, his history, Nixon and all that. And, yeah. and it's not going to be a political show, but sure. I kind of just want to historical, find right? historical things yeah. and do that. And then hopefully that branches into, um, I've always been interested in what makes people get up in the morning and go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I want it to be a show where I can just find people and interview them and say like, what do you do for a living? Why do you do it? And then ask them, as somebody who has a lot of health issues, Mm -hmm. I'm always wondering, why are we here? What's the purpose of life? And I've always been interested to hear what everybody else thinks. So I want it to be a show where you can tune in and find, you know, a a lawyer in Colorado who you may not even know who the guy is, Mm -hmm. but he might have something very philosophical to say about those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And hopefully interview people with disabilities and uh, chronic illness and things like that. It it sounds like it has a unique voice to it. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm trying not to put a lot of pressure on myself. I have, you know, my voice is kind of raspy from having respiratory disease and Mm -hmm. surgeries and I will listen to my recordings and I always get frustrated and deleting. <laughs> like I sound like a well, you know, chronic smoker or something. Every, every, everyone is their their harshest critic. Yeah. And oh, you yeah, see yeah, things yeah. In, yeah. In, in, not just you, but everybody will see things in their performance that nobody else yeah. even notices. So and don't like, let that get you down. I, you know, I don't have a lot of skills with editing and all that. So I remember Brady was even telling me like, just record it, mm-hmm. give it to me or Kyle. We'll yeah. take care of the rest. Yeah. And you know, I was like, all right, that's that's my goal is the rest of December. I want to re- try to get out 10 episodes, Yeah, launch it in January, give myself something to do. Yeah. 
um, on top of being a stay-at-home dad and dealing with, you know, organ transplants and all that. Yeah. I need something to take my mind off of it. Yeah. And I've always been interested in podcasting as something I can sit and do even if I was sick or something like that. I can yeah. bring the equipment to the hospital with me and... So, well, um, if you're a person with creative passion, podcasting is a great way to get yeah, into absolutely. it, you know. And, and yeah. there, I mean, there's podcasts for everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Too. So, um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to get it done. I, yeah. I talk a big game, but I think this is the one that I finally will get it done. Well, good. So. Well, great. Well, you've got a support base here, and I'm sure people will be listening, you know, looking forward to it. So, we'll let people know through different uh, forms of Paley Media. Yeah, social. I don't have a name yet. Yeah. But if anybody the has part. A, a suggestion, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. uh, feel free to drop it on Facebook or, you yeah. know, on the show and let us know because I, I, I need a name, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call it The Show. The Show with Jamie. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Very cool. Well, just, uh, if people have been wondering what Pele Media is up to, uh, we finished an entire another podcast, uh, Hocus Pocus Minute earlier this year, which, uh, we're talking about doing some bonus episodes coming up in the next year after the holiday madness dies down. I think my wife, Kathleen, and I'll get into that. We did the show together. Um, I occasionally do guest shots on other podcasts, so just follow Pele Media or myself on any forms of social media. Jamie, where can people find you online? They can find me, uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. at, uh, Jamie underscore Crane. And, um, also that's really the only place I don't do Facebook that much. I'm on Instagram, Jamie Crane, J M E Crane. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mostly just post pictures of my kids, but (laughs) gotcha. (laughs) But yeah, when, when, when your show comes out, I'm sure we'll host it on like, uh, the Pele media website, which is paleymediagroup.com. So just keep an eye out for that. And uh, if you got any thoughts about the new trailer, shoot it over to us at GhostbustersMinute uh, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts about it. And, of course, if this is your first episode of Ghostbusters Minute, go back to the very beginning and listen to it. It's a great show. You'll love it. It's fun. Jamie was on a few, a few episodes, so it's a wonderful time. All right. You ready to get out of here? Absolutely. Oh, wait. Wait. Before we go, have you ever had any of these? Little Boosie's Louisiana Heat. I'm holding no, up Little Boosie's Louisiana Heat. You know, I want you to have one real quick. My wife went to high school with him. That's true. She's a she's a fan of Boosie. Your wife's she deeply is. involved in the Louisiana rap scene in a yeah. lot of different weird ways. That would be fun to do a show with her about um Louisiana yeah, rappers. Louisiana it's really funny because I think the first episode we did, Brady and I ate um, some sort of ghost pepper chip on the air, and it turned so many people off. We had people saying, like, you know, I was going to listen to your show, and now I'm not. So I appreciate you not eating directly into the mic. What are your thoughts on little uh, rap snacks, little Boosie's Louisiana Heat? It's pretty spicy. Yeah. It is. It I mean, is. I live in Louisiana, so spicy is, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a different I'm kind of thing. I'm used to it, but... That's not bad, actually. The chip itself is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely recommend the Rap Snacks, Little Boosie, Louisiana Heat. So, uh, all right, folks, we're sponsored by Rap Snacks here. Be on the lookout for Rap Snacks Noodles coming out next year from Master P and Master P Enterprises. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Go watch the trailer again. We'll talk to you later. All right, bye. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to this Pele Media Group podcast. If you enjoyed the show, then head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every review helps more people find out about the show. Also be sure to check out PeleMediaGroup.com for links to Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, and Goonies Minute. And as always, visit MoviesByMinutes.com for a full listing of all Movies by Minutes podcasts.